commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! From the deep core to the Outer Rim territories, you're listening to Core World News. Wherever you may be across the stars, we wish you a good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I'm Grex Kondak, and these are your headlines for January 16th, 2019. With one month left in shooting, principal photography for episode 9 nears completion. Will the film's title soon be revealed? Star Wars Resistance returns with more than a splash. We cover it all in Resistance Recap. New details emerge about Galaxy's Edge attraction entitled Rise of the Resistance. The Age of Republic comics continue with an epic special edition. All that and more in our Kyber Crystal Comics Corner. Of course, our fa- fan favorite segment, Hollownet Rumors. And stay tuned for the debut of our new segment, Reading Rathtar. But first, Kotaku reports that EA has canceled its open world Star Wars game. Angry. <laughs> Way to start yeah. out that bummer, Grex. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just hit it right where it hurts. Like all, I mean, people would be playing, would play an 8-bit Star Wars game yeah. if they put it out. And yet, like, this game has been killed twice. Yeah. It's already dead. It's already yeah. dead. Like, why'd you have to kill it again? Like, I thought it would be reborn as a different thing. And then, no. Yeah. I hope they destroyed the brain like a zombie. So now we know it's really dead. Ugh. We actually have some notes on it, too. Uh, oh, good. So Kotaku's Jason Schreier writes, uh, Electronic Arts has canceled its open world Star Wars game. According to three people familiar with the goings on at the company, the game announced alongside the shutdown of Visceral Games back in 2017 has been in development at EA's large office in Vancouver. Um, he goes on to mention that EA Vancouver has been working on the open world Star Wars game since October 2017 when EA closed Visceral Games. Until then, Visceral, best known for its popular Dead Space horror series, was mm-hmm. developing its own Star Wars game. That project, codenamed Rag- Ragtag, was a linear adventure action adventure game directed by Uncharted director Amy Henning. EA Vancouver Vancouver had since been assisting on the project, and when EA closed Visceral Games on October 17, 2017, the Vancouver studio took it over. But it wouldn't be accurate to say that the EA Vancouver Star Wars was the same game as Ragtag. When EA Vancouver took, o- took over, it rebooted the Star Wars project entirely, keeping some of the art assets, but transforming it into a new open world game. Which would have been awesome. We've been talking mm-hmm. about how much we wanted an open world game. That's all I like. Actually, I think the last week, right? Like yeah, we went yeah. on and on about that's the game that should be, you know, should be. And I mean, I guess there's a chance that Fallen Order is an open world game. I think less now, though, yeah, right? Yes, like yeah. if they were if they were using that terminology, or I guess mm-hmm. maybe the good news is maybe they didn't want two open world games, and right. that's why they canceled. I don't know. Oh, that would be a shame. Right. I'd hate to have two good Star Wars yeah. games to play. Yeah, yeah. It, it really sucks to have to be able to play both Red Dead Redemption and Assassin's Creed. That makes me real sad every day. I know, totally. Right. And with with the polish we expect out of these games, I think they it would be smart to like reallocate some of the resources from something that's maybe not doing well to Fallen Order, right? right. But yeah, but an open world Star Wars game is, I think, what we all want. So if Fallen Order isn't open world and it's it's more linear than than we're thinking it is uh you know that that might be a problem for gamers right so you know it's yeah. interesting grant not to get into like the wild speculation yeah. corner since we're not even there yet mm-hmm. but you might have hit the nail on the head there mm-hmm. because you know they had like overworked everyone at red dead redemption to make make it out on time or like all the news stories right. that came yeah. out so i wonder which if they do it almost every game which they, they do have. but now yeah. it's starting to become like newsworthy and yeah. so i wonder if some of the some of the video games uh departments are kind of scrambling to make sure they don't get in the news so i wonder if they get fallen order out on time if they're not thinking, we need more human power over here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They did that with, um, EA did that with Battlefield Five. They started plucking people yeah. off of um, Battlefield. Battlefield. I'm sorry, Battlefront 2. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, and then that was when all the Battlefront 2 right. people started screaming the sky was falling because they started, they knew they were losing yeah. devs. Um, but now all those devs are coming back and, and Battlefront yeah. 2 seems very much alive. Just but, hire but, more people. But to their credit. Yeah. 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 This is, yeah. But to their credit, like EA hasn't laid off anyone. So that's, that's good. That's good. That is good. That's good that you're not hearing about any kind of like. Oh, like when they destroyed the issues or anything. Like games that last time. Like so they've only destroyed right now. one. Yeah. Yeah, but um, so the games journalist has since updated the article after having spoken with more sources close to the project, and he says, "I've talked to several more people familiar with EA Vancouver's now called now canceled open world Star Wars game. This project, which was codenamed Orca, was very early in development, but would have involved playing as a scoundrel or bounty hunter who could explore various open world planets and work with different factions across the Star Wars universe." <laughs> Well, my soul just died. Yeah, I would have hated that experience. Oh, it'd be yeah. so nice not to. And I love playing Jedi stuff, but it would be that yeah. sounds amazing to have something yeah. different because yeah. so many of the games fall on playing right. as a Jedi, which again is awesome, and I'm not complaining. But to play as a scoundrel, that would have been amazing. It'd be so great. And like if it followed all the other patterns of like you know um, Horizon Zero Dawn or um, every other game that's ever been like this where you get new gear and it's like oh i got a doper helmet or better guns or like better armor and yeah. like you know you start mm-hmm. really fully customizing your bounty hunter your scoundrel your you know um uh smuggler yeah. and uh i wonder if it was, so i wonder if there's a reputation system built into there where you maybe start as whatever you know custom character you create right. and then depending on how you play you'll end up as a, yeah. as a smuggler or right. a bounty hunter, you know, right. depending if you're you know, good or bad. Hey, right. Grant, watch this. I'm going to trigger Ben. Yeah. <laughs> that actually, what you just described, what that described sounds a lot like Borderlands. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Adam. <laughs> so, uh, and he writes more. Uh, he says, uh, when EA's top decision makers looked at their roadmap for the next few years, they decided that they needed something earlier than the planned release date for Orca. According to mm-hmm. two people familiar with what happened, uh, uh, so they canceled Orca in favor of a smaller scale Star Wars project that na- that's now aimed for much sooner, likely late 2020, which also happens to be around the time that I've heard next gen consoles will launch. Uh, yeah. Well, that's somewhat, I mean, smaller scale isn't fun, doesn't mm-hmm. make me excited, but the fact that, so they're saying, because Fallen Order is coming out late 2019 is is the projected date, which mm-hmm. means probably summer 2020. I mean, not trying to. I'm not being Jeez. cynical. It's just yeah, no, video games. Roll, like, Adam. No, no. Like, like <laughs> it's that is even not being being snarky. It's video games, right? Like yeah, everything, yeah, you yeah. just add six months to whatever the initial projection yeah. is with video Most games. Most games get delayed nowadays. Yeah. yeah. So that's saying this additional. There's they have thoughts about another game on top of Fallen Order that would come out in 2020. Uh, it, that's what's being speculated okay. here. Um, so wait, right. they're speculating there will be a game that comes out in oh, These are people actually close to the project who know what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. um, uh, but but And they're just commenting. But um, That seems like a pipe dream to be able to pull another to, game to pull, together. To pull a game together quickly. Right, yeah. Like yeah. Talking about game. Uh, but EA yeah. has also released an official statement on the cancellation. Oh, this is going to be lightning. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> There's been speculation overnight about one of our Star Wars projects. As a natural part of the creative process, the great work by our team in Vancouver continues uh, and will evolve into future Star Wars content and games. We're fully committed to making more Star Wars games. We're very excited about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order from Respawn, and we'll share more about our new projects when the time is right. Okay, so maybe it's a reorganization, and then this is just a clickbait article. But what I'll say is at least they say the word more in there, right? Yeah. More Star Wars game. Not They could have very yeah. easily said, like, we're going to focus on the games we have. So they 
it, it would make no sense for them to be no. like, no, we're kind of good where yeah. we are. You know, like they should be making them more. I mean, they do you remember the want. first EA um, Star Wars, the the EA video game um, video they put together? It was this really high production value thing of like, we've got people making video games oh, in right. Stockholm and right, people right, right, in right. Montreal. And oh, like, right, right. they're like, we're working on, yeah, you know, that. live action, like virtual reality games. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's Battlefront 2. And there's that, you know, there at that point, there was the Visceral game right. and the Respawn right. game. And um and it was like that you know that's well, the it was a combination ideal, right? of like EA Motive Studios, Island right. X Lab showing what they're doing yeah, with VR yeah, yeah, and showing yeah, yeah. what they're doing with Criterion, the, kind of the yeah. model modeling and the design of uh, <clears throat> assets in uh, right. But it was it was this yeah. ideal universe where yeah. that we lived in, where like there were multiple games being manufactured and it's starting now mm-hmm. and it's going to be blossoming and we still only mm-hmm. have one game. Yeah. We have one game. Yeah, mobile right. games don't count. We only have one game. Yes. <laughs> The like, good news, or are, are we moving on to the next subject? No, you can keep going. No, I good, because I want to say the good news is I think that is probably the last thing today we're super annoyed with, right? Like, yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> like, and, and not, like, or I was like, basically what I'm trying to say is you can probably say goodbye to Snarky Adam today. Like, Snarky Adam no, made, yeah, made his appearance. <laughs> now I'm all positive about Star yeah. Wars. That's, like, the one area I get a little bummed about, and it's because I have a very particular, I don't, like, I'm just not a big uh, first-person shooter or third-person shooter but, you know shooter yeah. video games yeah. so i get bummed or open because... or um multiplayer exactly. online that's yeah. the real thing Which i don't is, like interacting yeah. with other humans and Which so like a large a lot of people yeah don't, so that's uh, why i get super snarky mm-hmm. and bummed about it because i love video games and i'm i'm frustrated personally that there's not a star wars game for me to play because you've currently. been completely alienated <laughs> for the past uh six years kind that of, ea yeah. has yeah. owned yeah. this ip and granted, there's a ton of good video games out there. It's not mm. like I'm sitting in my basement yeah. not playing video games. But I want to play Star Wars. Yeah, you want to play as a Jedi, right? You want to like wield a lightsaber. I want to play as anything. anything. I just want to be yeah. in that yeah. world. Mm-hmm. And even in Battlefront 2, it's like I have to get gunned down by people, by, by clone troopers right. using like, uh, uh, sequel trilogy guns. And like, I'm like, okay, like it's just yeah. not the experience. It totally breaks it. Or it's like, I'm yeah. in Naboo. Where's, like, the, where's the persnickety attention to canon that you sense is... Seems within every employee else, at Lucasfilm, right? you know yeah. what I mean. It's like right. everyone wants to everyone to say things correctly right. over there. Right. That and then you have this video game where there's just a mishmash, amalgamated it's you know weird. timelines and right. characters. It's just, and yeah. hopefully we'll get that with Fallen Order, right? That seems very specifically story driven. So hopefully yeah. it'll be but yeah. like literally. I'm sitting over here playing Red Dead Redemption Two, mm. trying to figure out a way. How can I make my cowboy look more like a Jedi Knight? <laughs> that's great yeah mods, and i mean mods just, that's how yeah right, mods <laughs> yeah just to clarify i mean no one cares carries the banner at, you know as much as i do oh, for no. I, I love kathleen i love everything yeah, yeah, disney's yeah. done yeah, yeah, yeah. but they have a huge area uh opportunity for improvement in their video game department yeah. agreed uh, <sighs> yeah um cool so we'll move on from there and now for resistance recap all right, so you might be a little sort of commercially. I know. I, that's why I, I had that realization. I'm like, oh, that's right. I have one more. Okay, there's a little one snarky. more, guys. There's one more, just but not real bad. More not not horrible. Just like one snarky <laughs> drop, and then that's probably it until I think it's something funnier to say. Adam, do you care to re, uh, rehash this uh, new episode of yes. Resistance for us? Uh, so there's a new episode of Resistance. It was episode 11 or 12, depending on how you're counting with that first original uh, episode right. uh, called Bebo. Um, and uh, takes place on Colossal Platform again. So that's good. We got a full Colossal Platform. And um, 
Uh, you're asking me to recount, and I can't remember anyone's name, so I'm going to fail at this Niku. Horrible... Niku <laughs> finds Niku and uh, Kaz find an animal attached to right. A well, wreck. actually, it starts with Sonora. So Sonora, oh, yeah. right? So Ben, our... how about you run us through? <laughs> Adam, if you would, you if found you my mind. weak. You found my weak point. <laughs> Sorry, I was just trying to. No, no, I appreciate it. I feel like I'm always flapping my gums. Um, <laughs> But this is, I guess, I don't know. No, you so do. Go for it. I did lots of research on this. I researched two words. Um, but no, so it starts with, uh, so um, Miralon. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Sonara, who is a Miralon. Right. Is um, is staying in this like main thing. So she's spying for the Marauders still, yep. even though it seems like, I mean, she's had her life saved at least once mm-hmm. um, by Kaz or whatever. But so she's actually keeping up her personality of being a, um, a scavenger. Right. Yeah. And um, is scavenging parts and she scavenges a Z95, which he erroneously calls a Z96. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kaz, with his military history and education, knows immediately that's a Z95. All great stuff. So Z95. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. Anyways, so awesome. Z scavenging. And yeah. in this scavenge, that's where they find um, this smelly blob-like fish creature that Niku immediately falls in love with. Yeah. And um, no one likes it. It causes trouble. It's eating everything. It smells yeah. real bad. And hilarity ensues. Yeah. That's the episode. Yeah, pretty much. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it was fun. I mean, it's another fun episode. It's actually kind of a nice reset a little bit mm-hmm. after the mid-season finale, which was big and world building and mm-hmm. pushing plot forward. And this was more of like, let's get back to where are we at on Classical Platform? What's going on? We get a lot of people popping up again. We see the shell people again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which are great. Yeah, we see all the aces. We don't hear them all, but yes. they're all there. We almost get like a Voltron-like roll call with the aces. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which I was into. Um, we see... Griff uh, has a line. I Griff think. has a line. He's definitely in it. And, right. Yeah. I think so. And then and Kaz Her actually... Grunt. S- yeah, Grunt. <laughs> and Kaz saves him, which yeah. I think is really interesting. This oh, idea cool. of like Kaz, like a resistance pilot saving an yeah. ex- uh, Oh, Imperial. Yeah, he's definitely getting some attention there. Yeah. Um, so the, I'll just, I'll get the, the snarky part out of my mind. I watched it this morning and I was yelling at my TV screen a little bit um, <laughs> because I'm just going to ruin it for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, but it's it's been out for a few days at this point. Sorry, Greg. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Uh, basically, the whole conceit is that uh, they know the wonder, those weird twins they saved uh, who have some connection to the Force. Right. The girl has a kind of, we assume, they don't use the term force vision, but it sounds like force dreams, force yeah. visions, that something giant is coming to the station and will destroy the station if they don't get rid of the, the Bebo, the animal. Oh, well. And immediately I'm already like, okay, so it's mother's coming. Yeah, Because right. I've watched I've every monster slash kaiju movie ever. Right, right. And then the thing shows its face and it looks gigantic. But, but it has the exact same face. Exact same face, exact same eyes. Uh-huh. And the characters are like, just, it wants to eat it. I don't want to feed it to it. Don't feed it to it. And I'm like, the giant thing clearly wants to eat this tiny basketball shaped, you know, sized mm-hmm. animal. Right. And if you were at all looking at this thing and then looking at the giant thing, you'd realize, oh, that's its mother. Right. Give it to it. And so that's, yeah. so that was driving me enough because that's like 10 minutes. That's like yeah. half the episode to try oh, to figure wow. this out. I feel like this even cutting off like eight-year-olds at the knees as yeah, far as like making the, them yes. <laughs> feel dumb, right? That's the thing. Cause like I tried to, I tried to my mind go, well, it's a kid's show. But I'm like, yeah, kids yeah. aren't that dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Even though my, my wife was like, wait a second, that's his mom? <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Was it a different color? Was it so no, exact color. Exactly. Oh, okay. It just yeah. had longer tentacles. Yeah. Anyways, 
It was still pretty cool, but, but it, was it was kind a, of a yeah. It was still fun. Like yeah. I, like I loved the first half a lot more, and it was interesting seeing the Wonder Twins again. Sorry, that's my nickname for them. That's yeah. Um, and uh, seeing Sonora and her co- conflict, internal conflict, a bit. So it's yeah. it's fun seeing all. And she's, stuff. I mean, they they nudged the overall plot forward a little bit. She's mm-hmm. sort of on to Kaz and tries to corner him and sort of confront him. She thinks she knows he's a spy because her people like yeah. saw him and. So she's trying to confirm that he's a spy and he's still like like awkwardly head over heels for her. And um, yeah, but that sort of gets hard. Right. But it, do, it just, I, I mean, it just incrementally nudges that yeah. forward. And then, but it was this, it was this sort of mythological thing because she was saying like, she did say like, oh, it wants the thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it'll destroy, this monster will destroy it if you don't give it. Yeah. But she also said something like, it is a metaphor for what for, is to come. Yes, okay. which was, yeah, so it was really kind of cool. And it, it first giant monster in the series, yeah. which in Star Wars is known for giant monsters. Yeah. So I was, I was happy to metaphor see it cracking, in that, basically. In this, that could yeah. mean Starkiller Base or yeah, a Star Destroyer my... of some kind or yeah. the supremacy. Yeah. I'm, be, guessing, well, you know, or, yeah, I'm thinking Killer. something more localized. Like okay. Something that yeah. might actually attack the base, which is probably the First Order. Right. right. Is going to start rolling yeah. out their occupation. Um and then a couple of other small observations I had real quick. Um, I'm doubling down on my theory that Bucket is is uh, Chopper. Oh, are you? <laughs> yeah, there's something very Chopper-like of he him is with this, very this issue. When he was he was being chased around by Bebo, and it reminded me of Chopper and a lot of his like mannerisms. So I think that's wow. I think that's the thread. I think he's going to be Chopper. Droids do have many lives. I, I, yeah. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. yeah, that'd be very under, interesting because like, we never under undercover. Yeah, yeah. huh? Something that just then, survives on. And speaking of like droids being other droids, the guard droids really, really started to remind me of the um, super battle droids. Yeah, and I'm like wondering if they're also repurposed super battle droids. Oh wow! Yeah, like cool. they have very similar, like their body types yeah. are very similar, and the shoot from the wrist, which is very okay. similar to yeah. super battle droids. They so. do move around. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like but didn't we say there was one already? We saw Rogue like at at um, Maz's castle. Oh, right? that's right. Was that the? But there was that thing was giant, wasn't it? I guess it was, it was the same. very similar though. They're, the they're very similar. similar. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was actually really funny. There's a scene with those things where so the the yeah. monster starts attacking the battle yeah. station and they're clamming it down. <laughs> And there's yeah. two of them, and they're about they're trying they're about to arrest Kaz for reasons, and like and one of them runs away, and the other one starts shooting at the monster. Yes, yeah, yeah, it was good. <laughs> which is like a great little like piece it was, of again. As much as I was like annoyed with that one part of it, it was a fun episode. It was fun. Uh, the the tag at the very end of the episode with Niku made yeah. me laugh mm-hmm. with the uh, fish porg. Um, oh yeah that may be that was very dark and maybe laugh very dark yeah yeah, at the end yeah we might as well say it because we're here but so like to make up Kaz to make up for it gets him one of those like gefilte fitches or whatever they call them they're like they're food gorgs or something they are like yeah yeah, gorgs gorgs it starts with a g yeah and he's like i named it luzo and um and where did i hear that name he's i named it luzo and he's like oh thanks and he eats it (laughs) yeah 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 wow it's very chewy oh god Yeah. yeah And he was like, all right. Well, yeah, okay. he's like, thank you for lunch. Yeah. I just think part of it, too, like I had just, we talked about last week, but I just watched that mid-season yeah, the like, trailer. trailer. And yeah. I'm like, this is epic. I can't wait for this to come and back. It got subverted immediately. Right. Which I think was actually really good for yeah, yeah. kind of reminding everyone, like, this is a yeah. smaller story at times right, right. and it's important. But I was just like, oh, I was waiting for all but like, the giant stuff But that mid trailer to did yeah. raise a lot of questions into where this thing is going, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like if with the, with the show being called Star Wars Resistance, yeah. it's not just going to be about sky racers on Colossus' yeah. platform. Like, it's going to no. get to a territory where I think it's going to a place where Kaz is going to lead a new squadron of the Aces, right? I think the Aces are all going to follow Kaz as a leader. 
and it's going to get into some real, you know, right. space. You which that. we get a little bit of that in this episode. Oh, really? Yeah. Like Kaz he, jumps in, and, and somebody kind of they kind of see him as the leader for a moment. The well, as a, as a more peer, veteran guys. what's yeah. his name? Um, uh, hype, hype, Faison. hype, Faison feels a little threatened by him. He's like, get out of here. But like Kaz actually sort of communicates and, and right. coordinates them in, in a better yeah. direction. Um, and and um, Jaeger gives him is sort of like get in that ship and go get yeah. in fireball yeah, and yeah. go yeah and um and yeah. and facilitates that like yeah, you're our guy like as, as clumsy as Kaz is he has the guiding principles to lead right yeah like that's that's the purpose yeah. of the show and the skills to he's a yeah. very very good pilot right. yeah I think and and people recognize that yeah I mean it would be actually pretty cool if they do and if they do a first order occupation and this sort of like. Blue skies, whimsical, you know, outpost turns into this gray skies, like which, you know, militant, autocratic, yeah. you know, authoritarian yeah. um, mm-hmm. thing, which would be kind of cool. And then it sort of mobilizes. Then once we hit sort of um, yeah. Force Awakens era, yeah. you which know, great and kind of got it right. The name flips. of the show is Resistance, Resist- right? Does it mean right. Resistance like they're part of the Resistance, right. or they are the Resistance on Colossal Station? Like, so right. if it gets to this, like. Yeah. The First Order occupying it, then there's yeah. this little band of resistance fighters on on there kind of working underneath everything would be a lot of fun. And how cool would it be if by the time we get um, episode nine, um, Echoes from the Past, um, we... <laughs> we <laughs> that's, that's Ben's title. Yeah, that's Ben's title. Yeah. Um, we... Uh, you know, maybe they have like maybe it's one of their bases, and they mean yeah. a key base, uh, but it's like a base, and they mobilize some people off it. I mean, I mean it would be nice to see that sort of synergy. I mean, as I say, as it's usually about the. About to use that word, Disney, especially if um, Galaxy's Edge tells anything, is all about synergy. Like that's their, yeah. which is which is what you do to be a successful mega corporation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love that. So frankly. do I. I well, love that. Like look, go back to like uh, looking at uh, Rogue One, and mm-hmm. you hear the ghost called. You hear yep. Syndulla name checked. Right. Yeah. You she see Chopper in the yeah. background. Like yep. that's what we want. I don't want to see we don't even need to see colossal station yeah. but if it's just on a list of things mm-hmm. or if it's just there's a board of all of their stations and you just see colossal station yeah. yeah i'd you we'd be the three people in the theater probably like no nah. yeah. yeah. but like that's what it's there for no one <laughs> right. it doesn't take right. away from anyone's enjoyment and it adds to ours just a little bit like that's what you want yeah absolutely i'm trying to think which comic it was and they just like showed harrison duel in the background of it it's one of the 10 that i read mother of one uh, um issues? No, it might no. have been the Star Wars one, actually. Yeah, she's in. Or it might around. have been Princess Leia. I read. Oh, like Star Wars sixty. Print the whole Princess Leia, Leia series. I think it was the Princess Leia series. It might be that would make sense. Or yeah. it might have been the Star Wars one where they're getting locked down. I think she's like on that thing. She's around during that era quite a bit. Yeah, she's in the I think exactly. you just see her so like she's I hanging out with the generals and stuff. That would make sense. Stuff. She's clearly part of that. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool how they're so tying. When it they in. do the special special editions, they'll start adding her digitally right. into like the scenes and A New Hope and stuff. Right. But now they're going to be able to sort of foretell this stuff and be yes. like, okay, yeah. yeah, like oh, these characters that you know, if you paid attention in, in these things, you can you'll see them. I mean, yeah. it's not out of the realm of entire of possibility that um, that this the Aces could be actually a pretty significant part of the. Of, of the I, next movie, I hope so. Right. I, well, I don't know about significant. I mean, yes, it's not another I mean, possibility, but I, yeah, a C, B, or C level character, like yeah. you see them in formation with that's like, all you I know, want. you know, like it's red group or green group hmm. or you know, A group or whatever. However, they're doing it, or yeah, you know, red squadron, gold squadron, new gold squadron is is the yeah. Or I mean, just trying to find like the Millennium Falcon in Revenge of the Sith. Sure. Or I don't think it was called the Millennium Falcon at that point, but like at that, like just little things like that for, again, where you can just do a a freeze frame and in the background of a giant space battle in episode nine, A New Order, uh, we see, (laughs) uh, we see like just the aces kind of flying in formation, like you said, would be amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah, pretty cool. All do, you right, think well. do you think they might be facing the same complication uh, that they were facing when writing Rogue One and, and the, the, the fates of all those characters in that uh, in Last Jedi, there's almost no allies left, right? It's just Black Squadron's even scattered somewhere yeah. you know, across the galaxy. Like, would they, if Kaz is to lead the Aces and they are to have their own squadron, uh, will, would would it be fitting for them to survive past Episode Seven and you know, yeah. in, around the time of Episode Eight, or is it more dire if it's only Black Squadron out there and they and the Resistance have no allies and Kaz and his team are gone by that point? It would be dire, but I don't even think it's conceivable that they'd even be a resistance with only Black Squadron a year into a war. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, they they need to have a more considerable force. Unless Talk it's a droid it. yeah. army or something, right. like, not even organic. Right. Right? Yeah, I yeah. think so. I think, I mean, it's just like we're talking about seven ships at this point or something mm-hmm. like that, right? So it's not yeah. that much of a not force. That. If yeah. that, is it and five? Is that how big Black Squadron is? I thought it was like No, five. I meant um, the Aces. The Aces. Which oh, I'm yeah, just yeah. thinking it was like, what is it, like six of them plus, plus Kaz? And, and yeah. so maybe like seven, eight. Maybe ten, right? That, that's yeah. all. That's if they become a kind of fighting. Exactly. Right. Maybe Yeager right. joins them at some point. Right. I mean, yeah. if, we, if we became us versus them and like a real all-out oh, battle, yeah, I would, like I imagine Yeager would, I would be think in the so. skies. Yeah. Oh, maybe yeah. his brother comes back. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That'd be cool. Nice. Uh, great. And now for new details regarding Rise of the Resistance at Galaxy's Edge. Awesome. Uh, I've actually got a lot going off Galaxy's Edge. Well, um, right. Uh, first, I'll go personal because fans care. Uh, I was away. <laughs> Do this, they? they? Oh, I will make them care. <laughs> I will make it legal. Uh, so I am planning a trip to Orlando in summertime, twenty twenty, and I was in my in at my in laws last week, and I was already starting to figure out uh, <laughs> lodging opportunities. So this is really happening. Nice. Everyone, this is it's happening. happening. It's happening. It's going to be a big birthday for myself, and so it's going to be an open invite to a lot of friends and family to come down and experience uh, Galaxy's Edge with me. So we will. And have to live... all of you, obviously, too. We'll see. Yeah, you there. that'll be a Patreon level if we ever do Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but we'll just we'll come definitely... hang out. We'll be there nerding out. Yeah, and we'll definitely Hardcore. be doing live. Uh, segment pretty great to get some varsity Star Wars fans together it on would the same be weekend. So cool, yeah, which is awesome. So, uh, and and part of that, part of the reason why I've gotten so hyped up is I a just love amusement parks, and b this last couple of weeks they've released a lot of information. Um, they've released a little more information about the second ride. It sounds like they're going to open up with two main rides, which is the uh, Flight of the Falcon, which we've already talked about, mm-hmm. and then Re- Rise of the Resistance. Um, I'm going to hold off on the Rise of the Resistance for a second and talk about something else they've revealed, mm. which is there's going to be shops, obviously, where you can buy things that are only being sold in Galaxy's mm-hmm. Edge. And the shopkeepers are going to be fully animatronic. Nice. That's awesome. And that seems to be the key word of Galaxy's Edge is animatronic. Um, which is a really antiquated word. Right. But like you should feel like it would be like cyborgs. Like you think, or androids, right? Or like droids. Really droids. You think Why don't like you just all call them droids? droids? Yeah. I would call my toaster a droid. Yeah. I call everything that's mechanical a droid. Yeah. And apparently there's been rumors, though I don't buy this because I don't know how it would work, that you can haggle with the shopkeepers. And that doesn't sound like Disney because why would they allow people to pay different prices for the same thing. <laughs> They're right? like, no, we're just kidding. That's going to be $15 for that koozie. Yeah. So I don't know. But so the main outpost is going to be helmed by Doc uh, Doc Undar. Does that name sound familiar to any of you? Certainly. It's it dropped in Solo, I think. Solo, exactly. Yeah. It's dropped in Doc Solo. Undar. We don't actually see him, but Kieran names drops him. So, like, all this stuff's pulling together. Oh. So, I don't know. Synergy. Right? Synergy, man. Uh, and so, that's amazing. You can also buy droids uh, that 
uh, can follow you around in the theme park, apparently. And you oh, can wow. buy an R2 unit, seems to be the rumor. And I don't know... When you say buy, you mean in-world un- buy. Yes. but So that's unclear to me whether it's a rental. Like, you rent it and it's with you during your travels around the theme park. And it mm-hmm. interacts and reacts to... Basically, the NPCs that are around. So, if there's, you can program it if you're resistance to be nervous around stormtroopers or things like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, I don't know. This seems like chaos to me. These are all the rumors that are out there. I don't know if they're like, to me, I'm very skeptical about this stuff. Um, we, we've, yeah. I mean, we're talking about technology that doesn't exist. So, it's really hard to wrap our heads around. Or Correct. My head around but if any Disney, like, my wife made the point if you don't walk in and somewhere in the theme park, you can see a realistic hologram of Princess Leia somewhere. Right. She's done. Like, how can you not? Like, that should be their number one technology. It has to be Princess Leia. It's not even the right era. Doesn't matter. I mean, well, no, it, it should, should be, be a realistic it's hologram. It's a recording. So it could be in like, a, like it could be, a rec- right? Like I would settle for a realistic hologram of anything. Yeah. Like the hollow net that they have sort of playing in the background, you know. Carrie Fisher saying, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. Because <laughs> I, I mean, will fall on the ground and cry. Yeah, I mean that. that would, but yeah, no, yeah. I know what you mean. But like, Maybe have that technology, the, like, right? Yeah. Like you would expect it to be used. If R two's in the Falcon, yeah. just been like, yeah. we'll play that for you. And it's unclear. There's the bar also, which I'm guessing is also going to be ticketed, right? You probably can't just walk into that bar. It's going to be pretty yeah. popular. So I'm guessing you have to buy like an entrance time. Yeah. Um, and it's just like it's not it's not replica of the bar from Tatooine, but it's similarly set up where there's booths. And the new rumor kind of coming out is that the booths aren't usable. Because they're afraid people are going to sit at a booth and never leave, right? And so right, they need yeah. people in and out. So what they what seems to be suggested is going to happen. You know, all the booths are going to be are going to be um, inhabited by either actors or animatronics. So you can kind of walk around with your drinks and watch scenes unfolding in the in the actual canteen, or maybe participate with them, or participate. Or? Yeah. Um, and so that leads us to kind of this week, they just revealed a lot more details about Rise of the Resistance. And yep. they had released a, tra- a teaser trailer last month or the month before. And we watched and talked a bit about it on the show. We were speculating that it was some VR, some type of virtual reality, because it looked very VR. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm guessing now that video is more um, spec, like kind of more like this is what we imagine it's going to look like. Because everything coming out is that it's going to be very real and very practical like they seem to be taking the same process that jj is taking is if they can do the effects practically they're going to do it practically there are animatronic stormtroopers apparently in this thing that walk by you while you're waiting to like on your on your little um you're in kind of a seated um moving um sled basically first order cart Cart. first first order cart car or car car, okay Um, and that an LIUV, yeah, uh, first order transport vehicles, yes. um, which looks like if uh, Grant's looking at a picture, it looks just like, seats. It seats looks like people. every other yeah. thing you've seen in a theme park ever, yeah. right? Oh, like you're okay. just sitting in it. But you kind of go through a lot of different scenes. You mm-hmm. encounter different people like Kylo Ren. But the big thing for me is you encounter. Uh, they say near scale, which I don't know why yeah. you're just going to go full scale. ATATs or ATATs, right. which I can't. My mind is. Again, I can't figure that out. Am I a bad person because it's full scale or nothing? Well, me? to me, it's like if you're going near scale, why not go full scale, right? Uh, like, what's full another? Full scale is probably four stories near scale. So is the same three scale, two story, two stories. Okay, yeah, that's going to oh, seem yeah, weird, right? Stories. Isn't that going to seem yeah. weird to you? Like, I feel like I'm yeah. going to know what an ATAT. I keep saying ATAT, even though my casual days I say ADATs. I don't know why I'm doing. All. I like ATAT. Yeah, ATST because it's not an not an AST. Yeah, yeah, but it is a Tie Fighter, right? And it is TIE. Not TIE, which, technically, but 
I think we've fallen down a hole that a lot of Star Wars nerds get into a debate about. I digress. Uh, so, so Grant's kind of been looking through some of the specs. What yeah, have I, so, I left so, out? So, I think too. you nailed most of it. Uh, so it looks like for the the line queue to get into the uh, the attraction, you're going to get, you're going to board this transport vessel, and then oh. uh, uh, unbeknownst to the people boarding the vessel. Uh, they're actually in a room that's going to rotate 100, 180 degrees, oh. and uh, and going to load you into those into the area where you can board, board those carts. But the whole premise of the ride is that you're on the transport ship, and it gets um, it gets uh, stopped by the first order, and um, then when you get captured by the, it gets captured by the first order, you have to enter the you, you enter a prison block. You then board mm. the carts as it's going through the base, and then a droid up on a on a ramp. Above you, hacks into slices into the system, and uh, and hacks the carts and the carts themselves, and then oh, your escape mission nice. begins. And that's when you go into an ATAT room. You come across Kylo Ren. You come across Hux. You have to sneak then into a gun room to pick up your blaster and fight back against the first order, and then get to like Whoa. escape. escape uh, I want to go to a blaster room. Yeah, this is fascinating. This sounds yeah. like a combination I'm gonna be like of... it's a DL eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, I want the DL-19. And then the robots are going to call you nerds, which you didn't, a nerd, yeah, which no. you didn't know was possible. But I just, this seems like such an interesting Shut combination. Up, <laughs> Shut up, ball. Yeah, animatronic, <laughs> animatronic Hux and Kylo Ren. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I was talking about this off air, but it sounds like the great movie ride and points to anyone who remembers the great movie ride from uh, from uh, MGM Studios, renamed Hollywood Studios when they lost MGM Studios. Um and like the Buzz Lightyear ride where you actually, or the Men in Black ride, where it mm. sounds like you're probably going to be able to score points right. by shooting the Stormtroopers. It's probably right. going to be like, right. like high-tech laser tag. And like line queue technology is actually one of my favorite. This, I, this is, I'm a weird dude. I actually sometimes enjoy standing in For line. term unique. Yeah, in in movie in, in theme parks and I do riding the ride because I love the attention they take to like ride stuff or like or the or line detail like Back to the Future <laughs> where you can stop and just like look at Doc Brown's desk or like all those little things I like mm-hmm. almost more than the ride itself because just those little attention to detail and this sounds like it's taking it to the next level with this idea where you're going to be in a moving thing during yeah. part I of the I love the idea of a robot hacking into the, the, mm-hmm. the, yeah. the prison cars and then changing your course like I yeah. love that I, that's yeah. just such a ride yeah. to me you know I'm in um, and then not too much has been rele- uh, revealed about the uh, Millennium Falcon, Flight of the Falcon, or Smuggler's Run, should I say? Smuggler's Run. And um, uh, other than that, you'll be uh, helping Hondo and Naka on uh, <laughs> several pirating misadventures yes. that are randomized. So each time you go on, uh, it should be nice. that's smart. So they're doing, it, they're doing yeah. it similar to the yeah. uh, to uh, uh, um, the other Star Wars ride that they have. What's mm-hmm. that called? Uh, oh, um, yeah. The, Why can't I remember it? I went on it literally 15. How do you even keep track of all this stuff? I'm letting you guys know. That was the only one. I know it was, but I literally went on 15 times in a row with my nephew. Maybe that's why I don't remember because my brains got scrambled to try to get every, because there's like three different encounters and they're all randomized and some are more common than others. And so we went on 15 times. Don't tell me you're losing your edge. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're out of your element. Um, Oh my God. Are you losing your galaxy's edge? Yeah. Oh, nice. Well done. Um, So. the other thing that's interesting about that 180 turn is that it also reminds me a lot of... Star Tours. Star Tours. Thank yes. It's like my favorite thing as a kid. Um, the 180 turn, slow turn that you realize is happening is very similar to the Tower of Terror right. ride that where you're in an elevator actually. that you don't know you're... It's moving so slowly you don't know you're in an elevator and while you're doing it. So you go up like three stories in Tower of Terror and then when you get on it... When you drop, you don't realize you're. You think you're still on ground level, and that's why it's so disorienting because oh, you've actually okay. gone up three stories without knowing it while you're watching the the video, basically. 
which is now, I think, no longer Tower of Terror. So um, there's more info on Oga's Cantina as well, mm-hmm. but there will be no no seating there. Yeah. It will just be order your food and go to a standing uh, table. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think because I, I was saying they don't want the they don't want people <laughs> sitting around forever, but... <laughs> Which gonna, is what everyone does in Disneyland. But in, yeah. but Grant, if you look at the if you look at the the um, concept art, there are tables. Okay. And so that's why I'm thinking people have been suggesting that they're going to actually put animatronics at those tables. That to would watch. be awesome. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Like hmm. Scenes. Uh, very cool. Mm-hmm. And when does this open? Uh, is it? Oh, uh, end of nineteen in 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 Disneyland. Uh, summer 19, 2019. Yeah. Um, and then end of 2019 in Orlando. Okay. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so kind of related to this, and this came out a little bit um, last, before I think we taped last week, we didn't get a chance to talk about it. Disney ahead of time has already raised their prices by 8%. Um, and Disney oh, yeah. has done also in the past, I think five years, what's referred to as on-demand pricing. So that... If you depending on the day you walk in to buy your tickets, oh. tickets change based on popularity, wow. which makes sense. The more popular the day, they charge more or less popularity discount and try to get people in. Does it it's make sense? it is. I don't love it, but dude, it's 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 capitalism, right? It's supply and demand. It it blows I mean, from a perspective of a middle class kid whose parents had to save up for a right. long long time for us to go to Disney. Like it, I was not a luxury. We didn't grow up in luxury. I went to mm-hmm. Disney twice, and it was an amazing. Like my parents yeah. had to scrape and save for like a couple years. Um, but now that I'm somewhat more, somewhat more privileged than I used to be and I'm a Star Wars nerd, I don't care. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're like, and just 8% take my money. 100% so. my privilege is showing right now, and I should care, and I normally do care in every other aspect, but right now I don't care. Yeah. That's why, yeah. hey, you made that money. Yeah. You get to spend it however you want. Yeah. I'm almost glad that there's a price hike because, I mean, I'm sure they spent a ton of money on the stuff in there. <laughs> I, I would like that stuff to stay polished and, mm-hmm. and clean and, and neat and stuff to work you know, yeah. as it's supposed to. Yeah, I mean, in this it seems like they're finding a different level here with this Star Wars situation. Like they mm-hmm. they know that now they're not targeting kids that are maybe a little more easily entertained. They're targeting mm-hmm. adults that need to be you know really delighted right. um, with with their rides. So yeah. um, this is going to be great. I mean, yeah, I haven't been there in many many years, um, and yeah, I, but I'm really looking forward to this too. I will be there uh, right with you in 2020. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't get it. Like, I don't get theme parks. I'm a cynical grump mm-hmm. by nature, and yet you put me in a theme park, and I turn into a little kid again. Oh, I really well, do. That's great. I'm a giant Disney Do you girl. think if the demand is so high for Galaxy's Edge that Disney will entertain the idea of opening up a Star Wars land in itself? Probably in in Orlando. Yeah. Not, I mean, the, the biggest issue with Disneyland is that they are really run out of space there and orlando like grant Grant, ben said there's a ton of space down there Mm -hmm. yeah um so yeah they'll keep expanding like i think that's probably their plan to see what they're how it goes yeah okay they're probably a little nervous about having to it's gonna be ridiculous do avatar land with james cameron (laughs) is that a thing oh yeah that's a thing okay i haven't been i don't care because i forgot avatar was a thing but apparently the rides are amazing i don't know if People are going. I wonder if it's a big overseas draw. Overseas draw. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. Yeah, who are the who are the Avatar people? I don't know. But he's making four more films, no. shot back to I'm back to back to back. That. I think literally he's in the middle. He's he is Colonel Kurtz in it right now. Like he's in a, he's in a, <laughs> he's in a jungle somewhere going crazy. He's just in a mocap studio. Yeah, I think they like literally that. are shooting three or four of them all back to back right now. Uh, shall we move on? 
right. <laughs> Excellent idea, Grant. Back to you, Grex. And now for Holonet Rumors. Holonet Rumors. Kill them all. So we don't have much this week in terms of rumors, but um, we do know that uh, Nine is coming to a close. Uh, the principal photography of Nine is coming to a close, and uh, and they're back at the Cardington Airsheds. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. And so, uh, uh, and that's in that's in England. And um, right, I know they did some uh, shooting there for Rogue One, right? I yeah, that so, was the yeah. Yavin base. Was was that the it was, Yavin? It was originally yeah the Yavin base. I think they did there. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's located yeah. in uh, Bedfordshire, England. And um, that's a big one, one rumor that's going around is that there uh, there's been stables uh, built around those sheds and uh, and many horses being kept in those stables and uh, a, a rumor of a possible kind of a cavalry battle in the film, a kind of uh, battle wow. on horseback. Which so, would be very medieval, very fantasy, right? I know. We keep bringing up Return yeah. of the King, and it yeah. just like, sounds like, which I would not, if they just totally mimicked Return of the King, I would sure. love that, because that was a great movie. Yeah, it was. And there were photos leaked a while back that showed kind of horses in full body suits and uh, and, and, and Poe holding a quad uh, holding quadnoculars, looking like they're on some sort of reconnaissance mission. So it could right. be a smaller yeah, scale yeah, kind of like, you know, because, recon thing, but. Does that presuppose then there's not, I mean, obviously it doesn't, but it seems to presuppose that there's not going to be a giant space battle, right? Like, it's weird. Mm. I guess maybe that's in the middle it's of the gonna film. It's going to be both, right? Land battle. All, like, the, all of the above in this film, right? Like, because yeah. I also feel like you got to, in a Star Wars movie, if it's a giant land battle, you really have to clearly move the pieces for why there's a land battle. Because mm-hmm. yeah. if I was the First Order, wouldn't I just grab a ton of TIE fighters and just blow up all the horses? Right. Right. Right, that would be the thing. So, how, why is it happening, and why is it happening there? But I'm sure they can. Yeah, I mean, you know. No, it's but not. It, so, I remember the first movie of its kind was Braveheart, right? That finally yeah. had that like the massive costume drama, yeah. people running across the field, the like marching orders. Right. But like, it feels like they haven't done that in a while. I mean, that no, happened in like and... like dozens of movies after that mm-hmm. for about ten years. But they haven't done one in a while, and it feels like if you're ever going to do it in a Star Wars movie, this would be the one and be right? something different for a Star Wars movie. We haven't it seen would it before, be, yeah. and it would be funny because we'd be within one year of people accusing. Infinity War of stealing from Phantom Menace. Oh yeah, actually, Infinity so War Fan- did it, and then yeah. but then now Star Wars is stealing from Infinity, Infinity War, who stole from Phantom Menace. So then it'd be kind of. Do people nice really little, say like, that? They're like, that was a. Yeah. It was really like Phantom Menace. I didn't <laughs> yes. even know that. With all the energy weapons and yes. goo balls and stuff. Yeah, goo little, balls and the then they're like the shield. Yeah. The shield. It's a little. It's a little bit. Yeah. I don't like those things where people kind of accuse one film stealing another one accused like, is such an ugly word it is but when i saw this back to back i went homage, homage. Uh, yeah because people homage the phantom menace a lot nothing in french is ever <laughs> yeah used no, that's true <laughs> but um but i mean with that report or that leak should i say of uh resistance soldiers emerging out of a swamp and helping native native uh native species yeah. attack the first order and then the reports on these ho- the, the the photos of these horses and things like that it seems like the resistance is kind of using uh the natural world or the yeah. you know whatever nature against yeah. technology right like it's, it's there's a nature versus technology angle to this right thing. like right. Create, like return of the jedi exactly right. and brings us a little back to the clone wars era mm-hmm. a little bit like i think this still kind of seems to possibly suggest that we're going to get this raging battle across many many yeah, worlds and we so. get cut to this cut to that and mm-hmm. i would love to see that we yeah. want the scale because right. the last two films are great but they are as we talked about in the past somewhat focused yeah, yeah. I, lo- I would love it. It'd be great. Yeah. And they can they can sh- you know write it write it in any way they need right. to to make it fit. 
Cool, yeah. man. That's and really so, exciting. And uh, so another rumor, uh, there's there's speculation that um, Episode Nine is going to uh, take place at the end of this the war between the Resistance and the First Order. So it's much yeah. like Revenge of the Sith that will kind of be, uh, as the war is winding, winding to an end, is when the film will begin. So uh, do you guys have any like opinions on that? Uh, would you like to see... Uh, a film similar to Revenge of the Sith where it's the end of a war or would you like it to be kind of amidst in the middle of this grand war and it doesn't come to an end and it's ongoing at the end of the film or I you know with when Attack of the Clones happened I hoped that Attack of the Clones was just that it was the whole movie was the war right oh yeah, yeah and the then like works, yeah. Return of the Sith would have been something different hmm. but it wasn't and they skipped it and it was just sort of like the end of Attack of the Clones is the beginning of the Attack of the Clones yeah. Yeah. and the Clone Wars right. and, and then we got six beautiful seasons of that animated series so right. for that which, in hindsight, I agree with. And I think it's great. Mm-hmm. And so I think that would be kind of a great marketing strategy and mm-hmm. kind of more fun for us. If they do that here, then we maybe we'll get another animated series, which will right. be that war. Right. And they can do a lot, you know, endless stuff. I mean, it, it seems like it's only a year. That's what the rumors uh-huh. are saying. Damn. Which is I mean, a little short for a galactic war, but right. yeah. who am I to judge? Um, but, yeah, so I, I think it's great. But I guess kind of it is. I was kind of with you too, where I'm like, just a year. But if it's like, if you only have like Hux and Kylo Ren running your first order, I don't expect them to hold off more than a year. Like they're no, they right. they are no Tarkin and Palpatine and Vader. Right, <laughs> those two. Right. So right. that's Man. yeah, that's kind of one of my more troubling issues uh, with the Last Jedi. Is kind of like, where have the stakes gone? At right. The end of that. Yeah, film? It took like, the big they don't seem like a legit threat. Yeah, they got not, a lot of toys, not, but they have no leadership. Yeah, exactly, and no yeah. mission. But I think we're supposed to feel that way, mm. like, like I, misguided, I, lost, yeah. confused, because that's what Kylo is. He represents that. And right? as yeah. as I think the other thing that kind of came out is that um, uh, is that Adam Driver this week basically stated that he 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 has known that where Kylo Ren has been going this entire time. Yeah, he was yeah. told like what yeah. that character's path and arc yeah. is, and he's been playing it that way for these last two films. So it doesn't sound like we got the blind leading the blind here. So yeah. if you know, if Johnson did this, Ryan did this for a specific reason. It's for a reason, right? That that either we're going to see a time jump in a year and we see a really effective uh, Hux and a really effective Kylo Ren running yeah. it, or we have someone else suddenly in power, right? Someone else has filled that void, and we're going to kind of have a new big bad. Wow, oh, that'd be great. Uh, well, yeah. no, it's a Ren, right? If if yeah, if they're returning, yeah. So. But still, yeah. they follow the leader of the night of Ren, but yeah yeah, so, yeah i mm-hmm. mean but that's i mean that would be pretty phenomenal but yeah. they need something they need they, do. they need another entity or something to raise the stakes yeah so that that's interesting you brought that up that that uh, adam driver has known a tidbit about kylo ren about where that character's going and that's informed his performance in the force awakens and in the last jedi yeah, yeah. um any guesses on like what that might might be that information it seems to me like he's going full bad I, I'm actually not a believer. Like I felt like he's going to be redeemed unless he's trying to like slow play the audience. But it's been a it's been a progression towards the dark side yeah. over the last two films. What do you think, Ben? I feel like it tells us nothing. Fair <laughs> enough. I think that's also <laughs> fair. You know, because it's like he could be. I mean, he's con- clearly conflicted, and he's been playing yes. conflicted very well. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. And he's teased. You know, being good. He's teased. You know, he has his weaknesses. To me, it looks like actually in both movies when he kills his father and then when he tries to flip Ray, it's like he sort of feigns this mm-hmm. um, this vulnerability mm-hmm. and then collects himself as this like 
evil horror. And maybe that's that's the kind of leader he is, where he can play, use his vulnerability as a mm. way to bait his enemies mm-hmm. yeah. because like everyone expects him to be that's vulnerable. Really interesting. Yeah. Um, but then that's when he has him in his trap and, yeah. and tries, to, like, tries to close the trap. He did the same thing with Ray, right? He's like, yeah. oh, I'll be on your side. But really, he, he just used her to, to help him destroy his enemy. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so maybe I don't know. Are we going to yeah. see that again? Is he going to try yeah. and convince the Republic and his mother that like, hey, no, I can be, con- you know, sw- you know, change to the good side, and then be like, no, I have you right where I want you. Yeah, yeah. That would be my only thing. Or it's just like maybe. I mean, it it seems authentic. Like, yeah. I mean, when he when he kills his father, it seems like I mean he's crying. Right. And he knows what he has to do, and you know whatever yeah. he feels like he can't back off that path, right. but he still does kill his father. I mean. Yep. Right. So I don't know. I just think yeah. he's done a great job. <laughs> I, yeah, great I job. feel like it could be this the sentiment of inescapable doom. Like, uh, like the last Jedi almost plays like this dirge to his character that like he is going to die, and therefore he needs this 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 moment of sentimentality with mm-hmm. Ray mm-hmm. because we have to he have to unlock a little bit of his humanity before we get this fully dark arc that right. I think will take place. In and nine. we had a little bit of his sentimentality with his mom too, where he right. doesn't you know, exactly. pull the trigger. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what The Last Jedi felt like to me. Yeah, it was like, I, that totally. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. All right. Uh, cool. So that's it for All In It Rumors. Only one came out this week, but we're gonna we're gonna back up to next week or next we're gonna back up to next week, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about time travel a moment ago. That so. is true. That's, that's exactly true. what happened. Uh, we're going to back up to last week and talk about uh, the Django Fett Age of Republic. So this week we had the Age of Republic special issue come out. Uh, and last week we had the Age of Republic Django Fett. And I teased, we teased the Django Fett a little bit. But uh, let's talk about that because we, we've mm-hmm. all read it. We've actually all read yeah. both. Um, but let's talk about Django Fett. Uh, again, uh, it's by Hauser, Ross, uh, Tartaglia, and Lanham. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it deals a bit with uh, basically... I mean, to really boil it down, it's about the relationship between Fett or between Django and Boba and yeah. Django kind of teaching Boba some life lessons. Just like in the issue before, we had Anakin and Obi-Wan mentor-mentee relationship right. a little bit. Yeah, about the same age difference it felt like, too. Mm. Like, it was like sort yeah. of like eight-year-old learner with like mm-hmm. sort of, you know, older. Yeah, they're about the same age. It was a really nice parallel there. Yeah. Yeah, there was cool insights into Django's process of kind of using the unknown as a weapon, and yep. uh, and obviously Boba learns a kind of kind of basic, you know, bounty hunter lesson at the very end of the, the comic. Yeah, yeah, and actually uh, the the parallel there is like Obi Wan was so refused to take his Padawan out into the field to do the thing, right, right, where it really feels like Django knows exactly mm-hmm. when to take his like learner out into the field right. and give them. Yeah. the Django's all about trials by fire, right? It's yeah. like, just throw Boba in and see if Boba can figure it out. And that's right. why we get the fet that we get later right. on, right? Because yeah. right. he's just, every moment of his life, he's been in danger by his father, basically. Right. right. But in yeah. a loving way. In a I weirdly mean, loving way. I would I would yep. definitely argue that Django mm-hmm. Fett is a much better teacher than Obi-Wan Kenobi. I agree with that statement. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's debatable. We can agree it's a debatable. Effective? Effective? Let's say this. Do you think do you think Boba ever would have shot ever would have killed Django? Would Boba have ever killed Django? Yeah, yes. No, right? You mean Django would have ever killed Boba? No. Oh, okay. 
Anakin killed his teacher. Oh, right. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, in terms of, yeah, the new hope. What do you want After his be? teacher cut off all his limbs. Yeah. I'm saying right, better okay, teacher. But, but you're understanding what I'm saying is, like, clearly their teaching styles didn't work if it ended up in a fiery death duel. Well, you're right, because, uh, you know what? I, but, I mean, there would never have been a fire. There was no fiery death duel between Boba right. and Jango. So because Jango's instance, a better teacher. Right. Ben, I'm trying to help you out oh, here, okay. man. I thought you were arguing. <laughs> Sorry. Right. <laughs> I can get into this. So if we were to really get into some like philosophical musings here, like if Django Mm -hmm. was to go uh, hunt Grievous, he would have brought Boba with him. Whereas Obi-Wan goes to hunt Grievous and he's not bringing Anakin because it's a a liability or it's Anakin's just, you know, and whose fault is that? Can relax because he's been, he's, he's, he's done. You're killing Obi-Wan Kenobi for me right now because I I love Obi-Wan Kenobi or I'm killing Obi-Wan Kenobi for me because it comes from a good He's a terrible teacher. He is. But that's not his fault. But he was forced into teaching. Yes. And we and deal with that in the yeah. Obi-Wan And actually, yeah. it, in his later years, after 20 years of meditation, he becomes a fabulous An amazing. Teacher. Yes. Right. Right. Agreed. He creates a guy who turns out to be a hermit who lives on a planet and doesn't interact right. with him. But he's he, a great teacher. His greatest transformation actually happens when he's in that like isolation. And that's why Luke has to come back as a force ghost and give Ray a little more training in Nine. Because, right. I mean, he's realized that with the R2 message and stuff right. like that. We he need, has to fulfill that We role. need Luke as Obi-Wan yep. instead of Luke as Yoda, which is what we got. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Interesting. But um, yeah, so no, J- Django's great. And he's yep. clearly raising a, raising a strong mm-hmm. uh, pupil. It is fun too. We do get to see Django's meeting with um, with Tyrannus on yeah. the moons of uh, Bogdan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really. I was a little bummed because I saw that opening on that page. I'm like, oh, and yeah. then the lines are pretty much exactly what we heard. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, we don't yeah. get any more in, insight, but it was still fun seeing that moment. Nonetheless, yeah. it's really cool because no, it's, yeah. it's it's dropped in the film in Attack of mm-hmm. the Clones, mm-hmm. so. right? Cool they just sort of, yeah. They do yeah. like they do a lot more callbacks in these comics right. than really forging forth. But um, it was really cool. Also, um, Boba mentions like he name drops Aura Singh and Bosk and like that's right. Yep, because yep. Boba wants to work with name, you know, with, bounty yeah. hunters with a reputation. But Django chooses to work with these unknown right. guys, and he says that's that's a weapon to use the unknown to use. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. first page, I thought we had Zuckus, but it wasn't Zuckus. Yeah, it wasn't. I got really excited. Oh, it does look like Zuckus. But yeah. it's just yeah. like for a second, I'm like, oh no. And actually, in the um, uh, there, there's a character that looks like that character in the um, special edition too. I'm trying mm, to remember it. Okay. Oh, it was in the uh, Mace Windu portion. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, right, right, right. He um, wears a face mask and has a similar face. And I just, I'm gonna end up. I already posted on Instagram today, but I think I might do a specific now that actually no, is Jody Hauser still? Because there's still more Age of the Republic. Is she writing all the Age of the Republic? I want to double check. When she's done with the Age of Republic stuff, I want to do a specific shout out to her because I think she's doing an amazing job. Yeah, yes. I think the way she's pairing up these issues, like, because I, because I felt like a dumb dumb last week, and when I finally figured out, oh, it's Master and Apprentice, you know, yeah. we get uh-huh. the, like they right. were paired up, and the first two, which was Obi or uh, Qui Gon and Darth Maul. It's also Master and Apprentice talking about their relationship. Mm. And then, Ben, you just broke my mind again when you're like, oh, like, they just two completely opposite teaching styles. Like, yeah. yeah. She's amazing. Like, she, her writing style and the thematic stuff is really, really I almost cool. swore real bad, really freaking strong. Um, and I'm just really blown away by that, where I'm just like, the fact that, like, it's really, really thoughtful to the point where, but it's not, like, super esoteric, where if I actually yeah. spend 
time with it, I'll figure it out. Right. And be like, oh, that's really amazing. That's really and awful. to be able to do it in this short form is yeah. really spectacular. But yeah, we have four more in Age of the Republic. It's um, yes, Anakin uh, and Dooku, right. and then Padme and, and, and Grievous. Grievous. And I don't. I want to double check if she's writing those because I do want to give her a shout out when her her yeah. run is done because she needs right. an ongoing Star Wars comic. She's had yeah. it in the past and she's done a lot of this of the other stuff, but she's just so good her stuff. Yeah. I, I love the one word titles of each comic mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how that kind of uh surmises what 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 the the theme yeah. the theme is, right? And and, and the Obi-Wan issue, and I noticed the Obi-Wan issue is called Mission. Yes. Uh, and the Django issue is called Training. Yeah. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. There's almost like a, a structure or construct that's between Anakin yeah. and Obi-Wan whereas Training feels it's more uh, like a closer bond, right? Yeah. It doesn't feel yeah. like there's a kind of construct between them. Yes. And that's what destroys Obi-Wan and Anakin, right? This kind of Jedi construct, this whole yeah. systemic yeah. issue of, of who the Jedi are in relation to the Republic and the galaxy and yeah. the conflict as a whole. Yeah. I can't really, I can't wait until they release these as like hardbound. Oh, yeah. <laughs> special like collections because mm-hmm. i usually don't buy the trade paperbacks because i buy the individual issues mm-hmm. but i'm going to so go out and get the age of the public collection the age of the yeah mm-hmm. uh rebellion and the age of the resistance this yeah. just sounds awesome yeah what a cool this yeah. has been such a cool series i didn't have high hopes for this i was just like what is this series mm-hmm. that they're yeah. making but um it's been really really great what yeah. do you guys think about the art in this um in this series because it looks, I mean, it's fabulous, but it seems like more retro to me. Like I'm, I'm such a noob when it comes to comics, so I'm just curious to see what you think about it. Uh, I, I mean, I've, I've been, I've been in awe of the art of this for this series throughout the, throughout its run. Well, I mean, what I yeah, what Darth I enjoyed, Ball was gorgeous. Yeah, Qui-Gon was stunning. Um, uh, everything's been stuck. Is it the same artist? No, that's now? what I was about to say. What I like is it's Jody Hauser has written the first four, and they've had he's she's had different artists for all four, and I kind of enjoy that that mm-hmm. kind of different take each one. Yeah, like because the Darth Maul comic felt very um, the it felt very hand drawn. Mm-hmm. Like the lines yeah. were really it felt uh, uh, almost yeah. like um, there's a word I'm looking frenetic. for barbaric frenetic. Yeah, mm-hmm. that feels very Darth Maul like, right? Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. and so I think they're really thoughtful about who they're pairing with this. And you're right, Ben. Like some of them are a little more quote unquote comic booky, like almost mm-hmm. from like the '80s and '90s comic yeah. books, and other ones. And I think they're. They're, they're choosing those very particularly if I had an eye for art, which I don't, I'm sure they're very like specific reasons why they chose the artist for each yeah, issue. Right. I'm sure. Cause some of these, yeah, I would, I, I would just, uh, more vintage versus modern. I think of modern, I think 501 I think plus of, one in the special felt yes. very vintage. I was yes. about to point yeah. that yeah. one out. That yeah. felt like the comics I read as a kid, not yeah. to age myself, but very much like it felt like mm-hmm. very much. We're well past that. I yeah. think this is yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think it's great. I've, I've enjoyed the heck out of this. Yeah. And then we only had one, the, the only comic to come out this week was the Age of Republic special issue, which was mm-hmm. an oversized issue. Um, and the conceit is actually best drawn out from the very end where the person talks about it, which is just this idea that what about the other characters, right? right? The also rans, the kind of the B-listers, quote unquote. And yeah. so we get three separate stories uh one starring mace window win- window one mace? starring windu <laughs> oh my god wow talk about mace Freudian windex slip. yeah I, know. I mean he dies falling out a window also is that how george decided how to kill him like was oh, that yeah. just in his mind the entire time like that's, i don't that's know very young the it's like the subconscious yeah, exactly yeah. uh mace windu uh second one asajj ventress and the third one is captain rex and jar jar yeah um and three very different stories um all written and drawn by different people. Mm-hmm. Um, Mace Windows is written. 
<laughs> it's you never going to not fine. happen. Let's now. let it stick. It's okay. It's, it's going to be there every Mace time. Mace Windu. It's now in there. Window. It's never. Mace Windu uh, by Ethan Sachs, uh, uh, Villanelli, and uh, Arkin Arkinaga. Eric Arcinaga? Arcinaga. I do this every time he draws. Uh, Eric? I'm going to go with your first name. I mean, Eric? Real, real, real personable here. He lied. Right. Yeah. Uh, real familiar. I apologize to this every time. And every time in my mind, I practice, and then I'm on mic, and I get self-conscious, and I'm like, I can't say it, and then I butcher it. So I apologize. It's because I, you, you know what? You've done him. such a good job pronouncing these names uh, throughout, <laughs> yeah. throughout our time with Kyber Crystal Yeah, so I think that's like one of the stuff. qualifications for being like a comic book writer is you have to have yeah. like very complex names. I just feel like I'm at class, and I'm reading off roll, like at the very first day of class. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, please don't a- miss this Aaron. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I had a girl's name. Was, her name was Devony, and I called her Devoni the first day. Uh, she didn't and like that? No. I had her for four years, and it, it was not a good relationship for four years. This like, the fact that it. you named her after yeah. Diva? The yeah. fourth year was probably very rough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So um, I get real nervous about that. I'm astounded by uh, Jody Hauser's ability to kind of jump into different characters and, and, and write for their voices. Like, that yeah. is incredible yeah. to me. Yeah, she yeah. did the Asajj uh, one, which mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed. Yeah. Do you guys have any thoughts about that one? Uh, or, or Mace. We yeah. Let's jump to Wait. We'll do Mace first, right? We'll just go mm-hmm. down the list, right? Um, yeah. Aptly named the weapon. Yep. Because uh, there's a oh. massive Chekhov's gun moment in this. Yes. <laughs> in this <laughs> Not uh, to be yelling. At, I felt like I spent this morning yelling at the television, and I spent this afternoon yelling at the comic where I'm like, you know he's going to assemble it yeah. with the force. <laughs> You I didn't, see. I'm not. I don't know if I'm just not smart. Or I just. I didn't see it coming. I. I thought it was I one of the greatest. Of Come on. Oh really? I mean, I just. I thought it was one of the greater moments in in throughout the entire series. Like up uh, this moment was probably the best moment in the Age of Republic series thus far. It was for me. really good, and I wasn't yeah. annoyed with the writers or the illustrators. I was mm-hmm. annoyed with the other people. And again, it was similar to the thing where I'm like, really, you have a Jedi held yeah. hostage with his <laughs> weapon. You in guys, the room, you guys deserve broken. to be slashed down in five pages. Yeah. Five, four, three, two. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, but it was awesome. But it's really good. Like really that's cool. like no, it's not anything against. Like that's exactly what they wanted to do. Was kind of set it up to be like, wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> yeah, I like the design of the, the characters as well. The mm-hmm. uh, they had a warlord character, Guataco the Grim. Guataco oh, yeah. the Grim. Fantastic name. Yeah. yeah, I just want to hear Jeb Bush say that. <laughs> but uh and kiosk that guy looked awesome oh, kiosk yeah. too. he was the one yeah, that yeah. kind of looked cool a little forlami yeah yes, totally he looked cool i would love to see him on uh on film he looked look great yeah. and this takes place pre-episode one right because they mentioned chancellor valorum that's right yeah yep. and qui-gon's standing around in the background yeah, yeah that's at the correct very he shows up to help save him yeah so this is that kind was of a nice good little, bit like, actually they're like wow like sorry did you know how many miles of tunnels are that yeah. was a great bit. About 8,000 kilometers, yeah. word I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Plo, Koon, Plo Koon gets the dialogue. That's, oh, yeah, Plo Koon yeah. gets yeah. the dialogue. Yeah. Uh, but then but my favorite moment was you get to see a flashback with Mace mm-hmm. as, he's, uh, as he's taught how to reconstruct his lightsaber. Yep. And uh, at first I was like, oh, wow, they're showing us Mace's master. No, but no, then no. I looked around the room and I saw that there were other Jedi kind of constructing their like Have, you not, as have well. you not seen the the that's that epi- that rope that droid is taken? There's an episode about that droid. Yeah, in the Clone Wars. Oh, there is. Yeah, yeah. it's an awesome that. arc where they they follow four Padawans constructing their lightsaber. Oh, that's and that's right. the yeah, lightsaber yeah. construction droid. Yeah, which is weird but cool. 
But it's like awesome. Yeah, I ne- yeah it's one of those things where cool. I never expected it, and then when it happened in Clone Wars, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, like, of all the things, like this is like really pivotal, most important part of the Jedi training, which is like you need to use the Force yes. to construct your lightsaber. They have a droid teaching. Yeah, which is, is that where the kids go to like, they see Ilum or something like that? Because humans, yeah. but they okay, think cool. yeah, it's that arc, yeah. I, I see. I watched Clone Wars a long time ago, so it's like you, you it's just it. fuzzy. We got to get on the trail, especially with yeah. our uh, interview. I need research. to watch it all. I need to rewatch, and then I need to. Yeah. Uh, I need to brace myself for the new new season. Thoroughly, as again being through the rewatch, not doing it the quote unquote right way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh God, Adam, you don't. I'm still, I can't even express. I am to you still very much disappointed. It's I my third rewatch. I'll do it that way. Yeah. I'm very much enjoying it in in a way that I just didn't because I watched it when it was on, and it was like, wait, what happened last week? You know what right, I mean? Like right, yeah, I, yeah. I was watching. I was consuming so much media that time yeah. that I'd be like, oh. Yes, that happened last week. That happened seventy episodes before yeah. me because I watched seventy other episodes of things right. between that. And so now that I'm watching it, kind of like a couple every day, I'm really, really, really connecting with it, enjoying it in a way I didn't before. Mm-hmm. So I get all the people who just love Clone Wars because it's yeah. solid. Grant, I will say, please just look online. It'll show you. You don't have to jump around that much. If you do rewatch it, yeah. watch it in the in the actual like timeline order. Yeah, I would agree because it's driving me nuts because I'm noticing things that don't. Yeah, work. that just don't coincide. Yeah. There is a good section, especially like I think it's seasons like three through six. They're pretty much sequential. That makes sense because there's, there's a couple like offshoots there. There's just that one in season two where it jumps back to what happened pre the yeah. movie, and I'm just like, wait, what is happening? Why so, they do it? Yeah, yeah, I don't know why. I know they I did it to myself. It um and then i blame you i do i blame myself so the second (laughs) the second part or the second story in the issue is the asad ventress Mm -hmm. and sisters uh by jody hauser again Uh, and this is my favorite art in all of the series thus far Uh, and it's by and that's by uh the arts by gomez and the Mm -hmm. colors by sanchez uh, amara um and i loved this the short story because it connected to that. Uh, which book was that, Ben? Um, that was that from the Dark uh, Disciple. Dark, Dark Disciple, Disciple built on Dark Disciple, and I love yeah. that book, and mm-hmm. I love what they did with her character. And we don't know what the end of Asajj Ventress is, right? We never got her end story. Yeah, it was in. It, Dark it, it was in Dark Disciple. Did she die in that? Yep. It's. You don't have to be coy about it. The, movie, the book came out four years ago. <laughs> what about yes is coy? No, but you were like you were like you were looking like you were looking like you didn't want to answer to ruin it for me. I thought she didn't die. All right. All right. Well, I, I think we generally mean. I think we've also done maybe this some of our listeners, but have... that's their problem. It's four. It years came out ago, a long dude. time ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I and I also think we've done this three times so far. <laughs> we've said she uh, died on this podcast. I keep forgetting yeah. she had died. No, they mentioned it at the best at the end of this comic too, where they is her story comes to a conclusion. I didn't take that she died. <laughs> uh, surprise. Anyway. She died. Uh, she dead. She dead, yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed the the issue. Yeah, great new uh, species of alien, too. I really like the, the kind of cat sisters are cool. Um, are they Zygerians? I've never seen them before. I think they're new, honestly. The, the irony is that I think that they're... Yeah, they may be new, but there's a cat-like species that... I think are Zagirians that are slavers, and okay. but the and the irony is they're trying to be put into slavery into slavery by um, is that a weak way? He looks like a weak way, he but he looks yeah. way cooler than any weak way I've ever right. seen. Right, he's massive. He's, <laughs> he's like, like the most swole yeah. weak way ever. <laughs> yeah, he's lit. Um, I want to say Zagirian. There's again another huge arc, um, a slavery arc, and yeah. uh, in the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And and they look kind of similar, but it's sort of tough to tell. 
these could be another feline-like looking species because these are a little more pastel and the Zagirians, I think, are taller and a little more earth tone. Mm -hmm. And then finally we come to uh, 501 plus one uh, with Captain Rex and <laughs> yeah. Jar Jar Binks. Um, this was kind of a, this fan was a wild ficky? card, fanficky kind of yeah. uh, is, uh, little issue here. Um, Didn't make a ton of sense. Same thing with like the... It was, I don't know, that like there wasn't much story to uh, Massage Adventures either. It was like she was like finishes a mission, is about to head out on another mission, but gets distracted by a mission, and then like that's the end theme. Like yeah. that's the end of it. Well, it's like we've never seen Jar Jar do something like actively be heroic, right? Right? He's always just passively been heroic, right? right. It's like he's accidentally been heroic, and this is the first time I've ever seen him be actively heroic right but still jar jar but, but still jar, like in, they they couched but, it in the right way but then mm -hmm. just like the comics do they always jump back to the the standard right like yeah. yeah how the characters treat yeah. it and he's like careful with that thing. so he's, he's actively like, heroic for like a split second and then you realize he can't even handle the lightsaber and drops it like yeah. jar jar wields a lightsaber in this, yeah. in this issue he in this really does wields and, and the blaster parts. In a blaster. In a blaster. <laughs> the very like, they actually trust him oh, with a blaster. Oh, yeah, that's right. He throws him a blaster. I oh, like man. to believe we don't actually see it firing. I like to see, I like to think that Rex gave him a non firing blaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he like pulls the. Oh, yeah, we never see. Oh, yeah, no, he does He does destroy a super battle droid. No, no, that hits. That's Rex shooting that one. That's Rex? That one. Okay. Yeah, uh, he's, yeah. He's yeah Jar Jar can't. Double wheelie. Okay. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Because I don't see any muzzle fire. I, didn't, I don't see any muzzle fire. As muzzle off flares. For whatever. like the nerdy Clone Wars people out there, I was like, I'm like, why is he using a DCL 15? <laughs> oh, well done. It wrecks, and then like, uh, then he pulls out his, uh, yeah, his yeah. Glee, you know, 19s mm -hmm. or whatever those things are called. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Or blurgs. Well. I think he's a dual blurg. It might be two dual. Uh, We're gonna totally spoil the Clone Wars for a second. I was just watching an episode today. And and so Rex mentions hard case. Oh, okay. This is that I just watched it this morning, and so I could have looked it up. Didn't hard case die on that assault? Um, uh, that like does hard case have that super rad Republic tattoo on like his head? Yeah, it has like That's that. So cool. Because doesn't he? Isn't he the one who sticks around behind <laughs> on like the at the droid ship and ends up blowing it up in season four? Or is that a different character? He's is part this of the, the one where that that with like it was like the was, Vietnam episode like arc where that. Like well, with Dexter, yeah, the Dexter Jedi. Yeah, I forget his name. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I lost two, and I literally watched this morning. But like, was that I, the one? So I think, I think hard. And I literally watched him die this morning on the elliptical, and then I'm like, yeah. oh, he died like, on an elliptical. That's a yeah, tough way to go. That's how I feel every morning. Uh, so, <laughs> zing. Uh, so, um, but I feel like it was just funny seeing that, and then seeing that clone name checked and be like, oh yeah, yeah, he it was dead. cool. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was definitely in there. They they do a good job of name dropping like, yeah. at, like esoteric yeah um, relationships and whatnot yeah um, but yeah so that you know a little pithy but but good times it was super fun um, I'm not sure what comes out next week but we definitely have some more as we mentioned some more Age of the Republic yeah uh, I think it's uh, Anakin I think yeah I don't know if that's next week or not or maybe two weeks but it's definitely Anakin's oh, yeah, the next the next one that comes out is Anakin it goes yeah, yeah. Anakin Dooku Padme uh grievous as you mentioned actually and yeah. if that's the way it goes and then um the, yeah. when dooku comes out it's going to come out maybe the same week that dooku comes out for battlefront 2 is it is it uh, february 13th uh it's feb oh no it's actually january 25th oh do you guys think we're my gonna birthday some, do you guys think we're gonna get some dooku oh, oh. we're gonna be happy there. birthday we'll be there. man yeah we're i'm gonna be celebrating my birthday <laughs> no. with you guys by yeah, we'll be there 
Cool. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, um, nice. Awesome. Say, yeah. I already checked with my wife. It's oh, cool. the 25th is a Saturday, yeah. right? It's a Friday. Friday. Perfect. Good. Do you think uh, we're going to get some Dooku in the Master and Apprentice book with Claudia Gray? Oh, do you think we might get yes. some Dooku? We probably will. But I never even thought about that, right? Because we're going to, it's going to, because it's going to be pre episode one, right? Yeah. And we know that Dooku was Qui Gon's master. master. Ooh. Ooh. I hope we get, I hope it, yeah. that does the, I hope it does a chapter of Obi Wan Qui Gon, and I hope it does a chapter of Qui Gon Dooku. That would be yeah, chapter amazing. of Obi Wan Qui Gon. Because it's master and right. apprentice, right? Yeah. Therefore, be really we should great. see multiple master and apprentices. Right. But then we should In also get a, But then we should also get an issue of of Dooku and Yoda. No, let's hold off on Yoda. He's untouchable. <laughs> Fair enough. Break pump. Um, <laughs> that's funny, but yeah, no, that would be great. And I hope they're bold with it too, if they do do it that way. Because yeah, I, I like, like a lot. this series is sort of timidly walked around on eggshells around like adding new content but it's like let's develop these characters why not you know yeah, yeah. especially like, let's see them do different stuff do? right you're not gonna make another movie in the prequel era no or not like that i hope they do but... i do too but there's not gonna i don't I think would, you're ever gonna I'd get sign up for movie. a dooku movie oh, tomorrow I'd love that yeah but you have to get to the point where you can actually make yeah. it christopher lee via <laughs> uh yeah i, I good point. no i think you could do like young a... dooku christopher lee de-aged de-aged but he's, he's yeah. brought back to life and then de-aged. And then de-aged. You wouldn't need... Okay. All right. Actually, pause. Not pause. Who would play a really good young Christopher Lee? There's no one who has that voice. Oh, what about, Nobody No, has no, that but voice. what about the guy from... Um, uh, 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 he just won a Golden Globe. He's in the... He's the Q in the new um, Bond movies. But his voice is, is no, far we can higher change. pitch. Yeah, I could change that. You just... You just, you just Vocodat stuff. Ben is the audio guy. Can we change the the tone of someone's voice? Can Disney change the tone of someone's voice? (laughs) Short answer, yes. Well, Yeah, I phrased it wrong. Can Disney do it? They probably can. (laughs) NASA and Disney could. They're making animatronic stormtroopers that are going to walk around in a a theme park. They can change the There isn't a Christopher Lee filter, I'll tell you that. Um, But I'm trying to think. There's a guy out there. I'm trying to think. There's actually this... There's there's right. a guy out there. That there must be. Yeah. The guy who is on the Nick and plays Taserface in Guardians of the Galaxy. I can I know he's capable of a deep voice, but he doesn't have the right body type. He just he, I don't know if he could be Christopher oh, Lee. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, you um, can change your body type. You could actually. No, he no. Christopher Lee's very tall. Um, he's very tall, and very lanky, <laughs> very tall. He's and a, he's got like uh, crooked fingers. There's which no is way. What makes there's this, no like, way you uh, can't do it. I was actually going to say someone, but he's not. Um, uh, the Batman. Um, why can't I think of his name? Christian Bale. There's, Christian Bale. There's 20 of them. But so. he's like, uh, yeah, I was going to say yeah. like maybe he yeah, could. I was thinking more like short. Right. But also, is that really, at this point, no offense to Christian Bale, young? Younger. Really young enough. Younger. I mean, Pretty everyone's gray. younger. Like a 90-year-old's younger than Christian. Or than, uh, yeah. I think Ralph Fiennes is like the closest. Oh, yes. Oh, that'd be a good one. Dude, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ray Fine. No, I, he would be great. Yeah, Ray He'd be really good. But you can never see him. But the problem is, like, the joke about the younger is he would never be an apprentice. We would never get him as an apprentice. Like, we need someone younger if we ever see him in apprentice mode. Like, oh, Yoda's apprentice. And, like, that young? Like, what? Like, what age are you talking about? Oh, we're going 20? back to Yoda? Yeah, Yoda? I want to see oh, Yoda. I want to see I was going, him so, I was like, going Dooku teenage? Qui-Gon. Yeah, I want to see. I want to. This is why I think you just yeah. de-age Christopher Lee. <laughs> well, then you teenager? have two yeah. CG characters. Who doesn't want to see Protagonists. I mean, as much as I want it, I know that's a very welcome to the future, guys. <laughs> I think it would just be easier to you could pick a rando and and be able to sort of get yeah it. totally at that point. Um, 
Oh, I threw up some uh, polls this week. Oh, what'd you yeah, get? That um, would yeah, I got some cool polls polls going on the on the Twitter skis. Uh, let's see here. They were really good. They actually. were kind of cool, actually. Um, people actually participated, which was awesome. Thank you, thank you, everyone who participated. Um, one was uh, so uh, if Anakin Vader is to appear on camera again in the future, in which TV series or film would his return feel both warranted and organic? Yeah, Episode Nine got the highest votes yeah yeah so i did I mean, episode it's the nine. conclusion to his story so but yeah so i did episode yeah. nine casting andor dr afra obi-wan kenobi film um and, it, and most people went for episode nine yeah. yeah um and then i said maybe it'd be cool to ask you know if what would they'd most like to see him in, in one of those things because those are all really good options that you laid out there right this seems like people want him in episode nine i mean a lot of people are, are pining for a Hayden Christensen appearance. Hey guys, I'd I'm love gonna, it. I'm going to break, break all your brains right now. Okay. I kind of really yeah. want it. Yeah. Yeah. As much as I've complained in the past, like, I think, like, to tie in, right? We're going to, this is the end. We're ending it, yeah, yeah. right? We're bringing everything together. Everything yeah. counts. As yeah, much yeah. as the prequels, I'm not there. I mean, again, Star Wars, I'll watch them every day, every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want that. Like that yeah. just ties everything together in a beautiful I way. I think you and a lot of other people. I think the prequel hardcores, yeah. like there's been so many prequel memes. I mean, he, yeah. he's gone to uh, Comic Cons and been mm-hmm. lauded as a hero. People love him. All his like and signing jars of sands. You know, like I, I think people would dig that, man. They would really like to see him again. I know. I missed him at uh, Rhode Island Comic Con next he year. Did. Next yeah. year. Let's yes. never miss another nope. Rhode Island. Yeah, we're doing it. For all those naysayers and, and haters of the prequels who, who dislike some of the performances and execution of, of, of the scenes, I have to say it it feels like a concentration of George's psyche. Like that film, those those that trilogy feels like the concentrated form of Star Wars. Like just yeah. the distilled form of what it yeah. is. Yeah. Someone else made a really good point on I think I was listening to Star Wars Minute this week and I'll give him a shout out. And I feel bad because I can't remember who said it. It was it was it was either one of the co-hosts of that mm. or oh, who was on this week? Can't remember, so I, I apologize. <laughs> if you're listening to us, I'm sure you listen to Star Wars Minute. So right. I'm trying to give credit. I just can't remember, but it just popped in my brain. They had talked about. Oh, it was um, Steel Saunders. Steel okay. Saunders, who All does right. the yeah. Steel Wars podcast, okay. um, who talked about the fact that he has grown to love the prequels because if you go back to 2005, 2010, even the prequels were 50 percent of Star Wars movies, and to me, and I agree with what you're saying, that was a bit rough. Yeah. yeah. Now. It's a third. Right. So it's this neat little part uh-huh. of it. It's not half of our Star Wars. It's right. a really interesting segment of it, right? Right. And so, right. like, I love this idea. And I kind of thought about that for a second. Like, this blows my mind. Like, this is why I love all this. Because, like, if you love, like, if you're in the mood for your traditional Star Wars, old school, you yeah. go back to watch prequel. If you feel like a prequel, you go back to prequel. If you feel like new stuff, right. you watch the Disney era. And, like, we have 10 Star Wars movies today, guys. And that's effing crazy. Yeah. It's really yeah. great. Yeah. Sorry. Considering the most of my life, there was three. Right. And then there were six. And then there were six for a long time. We thought that was all they were ever going to be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I never had hope that he would do the sequels, actually. Yeah. So their poll, and we'll probably end on this one. Um, After seeing what we're hoping will be a historic box office weekend for Captain Marvel, is it possible Disney Lucasfilm will contemplate making a Dr. Aphra film? If you think so, who would you like to see direct the dark Indiana Jones in the galaxy far, far away? I love this question, man. And uh, most votes went to Reed Morano. 
Oh, no oh, kidding. Yeah. Wow. Nice. I put her in there because there was a, well a, a reports that uh, she had met with Kathleen Kennedy after Kathleen Kennedy had watched Hands Made Tale and became and thought it was an excellent, uh, yeah. excellent program and uh, met with her, I think, at Sundance or at South by Southwest. Wow. And um, so they had they have been in talks with her. They've, they've had true. a general meeting. So the possibility of Reed Morano hmm. directing something in the future. What were some possible. of your other? I, my phone I put, uh, has not been sorry, working sorry, for sorry, last week. So Reed Morano, Taika Waititi, yep. James Wan, and Ryan Johnson. Nice. I thought I thought Ryan Johnson would be good because he's he, he brought Paige and uh, yeah, he and, would be good. And, yeah, uh, Rose into the picture, and they're mm-hmm. Asian American actresses, and they're incredible. And, yeah. Uh, and I think uh, I think that he's he's been nice. a, he's been a really uh, a vanguard for inclusion, and I think that uh, I think he would be great at it. But um, nonetheless, Taika Taika got the second most votes. Yeah. I think you could ask like he could on a Tuesday, who do you want to see walking down the street? And he's going to get the second number of votes. Like he's he's so popular. You you name a movie that you want him and you put him, he'll get at least the second. Yeah. There's no movie I wouldn't want to see. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, But Reed Morano's great. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if she wanted to get a script, like a Yoda script or something. Yeah. But, um, but we, we, we kind of staked out what an Afro trilogy might look like. Right. It might be like, yeah. You know, Raiders would be the first film, maybe like a kind of a, a shadow uh, relic hunter, much like herself, yeah. would be the yep. villain of the first film. Then we have a uh, Dr. Evazon as the Ooh. villain of the second Ooh. film, Ooh. and then get real dark with Palpatine and Vader in the third yeah. film. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, and so it, she actually gets drawn closer and closer to the like epicenter of the yeah. series. Right, yep. Yeah. I, I just yeah. I think it's really so great. Cool. I, I hope they do that. I It's my favorite ongoing comic. It's actually mm-hmm. been my favorite ongoing comic since they debuted. Yeah. And, and, and did like, yeah. Kieran Gillen yeah. create the character? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and he introduced her, I think, in Star Wars. I think. Yeah, in Star Wars, the mm-hmm. main run. Um, and then took her over for a while. And then uh, Spiriman, who's been running it for the past, has really just zeroed in on that character. Mm-hmm. as this like chaotic, neutral yeah. Indiana Jones. And yeah. I just love it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Awesome stuff. So um, is, is that the corner? That's it? Yeah. Great. Do you have reading wrap? Yeah, we can. Uh, oh, we, we'll, we'll do this quick. But we'll debut we'll our uh, reading wrap stars. Take a look. It's in a book. Reading wrap Reading wrap I just wanted to get this thing because we teased it last week and I feel bad if we didn't get to it. It'll be real quick. Um, this um, January uh, Pirate's Price came out. Uh, it's a young adult or young reader novel between uh, ages 8 and 12. It's part of the Fal- uh, Flight of the Falcon series. Um, it's a fun read. I'm not going to tell a lot about it, but it does tell us a little bit about what's happening post-episode 8. Um, mm. The reason why Hondo has the Falcon, which is what's going to play into... Um, Galaxy's, Galaxy's Edge, Edge is that basically at the very towards the end of that uh, series because it's Hondo telling multiple stories to um, Bazine Natel. Yes, uh, is this person who's oh that's the that's the yeah, assassin the assassin mm-hmm. from, from Force, Force Awakens, Awakens in the Black mm-hmm. Cat who's but... trying to, exactly she, she's hunting down the Falcon she wants the Falcon and so she gets to Batu to Black Spire talks to Hondo who has a basically a, an old. Uh, he's basically just doing a um, ship um, depot there and just repairing ships mm. and doing whatever. He's Hondo retired. Is? Yep, he's retired from being a pirate. Wow. Kind of retired in quotation kind of, marks. Yeah, but always um, sounds a good scam. And so he currently has the Falcon, and we don't find out why until towards the end of the book. And it's because post-episode 8, 
Chewie and Ray drop the Falcon off to him for him to repair it because they don't know how to repair uh, it. So hmm. that's why we're going to get it. So my guess is in episode nine, we're going to get them coming back to Black Spire to pick up the Falcon. Oh, for so repairs. Everything, everything ties in. Um, and so it's fun. We don't get a lot of post-episode eight, but uh, the, here's the bummer thing that I'm going to kind of ruin for everyone. Um, remember how we talked about in episode nine, we want them there to be, to, there to be a Porg infestation? Yeah, 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 yeah. They do that in this book. There's oh, a porg right. infestation that Hondo has to deal with and actually uses it. Doesn't mean there won't be porgs. There still right. could be yeah, some yeah. there. Oh, um, maybe when they pick well, up the Well, I want the, the symbiotic yeah. relationship between Chewie and a porg. I want one to live I would love that, too. I think we might get that. And so uh, there's a whole scene in that with, with Hondo making dinner and then going to the other room to get something and coming back and the dinner is yeah. missing and yeah. not realizing there's, there's these porgs all around yeah. stealing food. It's actually really fun. Now I want to read that. It's <laughs> Yeah. It's really worth it. It's a quick read. It's actually a lot of fun. Super like creative stuff. There's yeah. a segment that takes place with Han and Chewie just post solo with Ma- with Maz. I can't remember if Maz can add in that one. There's like three different stories. Yeah. But they're on they're in a they are on this world where there are uh, cities built on the back of slow-moving turtles. Nice. That's, uh, that, that's actually concept art in Solo. Yeah, and yeah. so they... Oh, really? So they pull yeah. that into this novel, and it's super creative, where my mind was more blown by like a yeah. kid's mm-hmm. sci-fi book than some of the stuff they've been doing in mm-hmm. the adult yeah. stuff. So I think it's worth a read, and it'll put, definitely mm-hmm. prep you for uh, Galaxy's Edge. And What's the name of that again? Uh, it, it is Pirate's Price. Pirates, Price. Um, and it's a follow-up to Lando's Luck. And what's the is, overarching series name? Uh, Flight of the Falcon. Flight of the Falcon. And there's only been two, there's Pirates been multiple Price. comics, um, two main books, Lando's Luck and Pirates Price, and then a couple of books which I haven't read, which are kind of Choose Your Destiny, which I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. are like a Choose Your Own Adventure type Star <laughs> Wars book. Which that's where I draw the line, bro. That I didn't do that either because that also I've gave me stress as a kid. 30s. I would yeah. I would sit there and 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 in the back seat of a car and a road trip and just worry that I was going to choose the wrong, wrong answer. answer yeah. um, so that's for today for Reading Rainbow. Looking ahead, uh, in February, uh, so next month, we get Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray. Nice. Yeah. Which that's we've talked month. about. That's next month. Oh, my God. Then in March, we get Queen's Shadow, which is a Padme story yeah. for a young reader. Yeah. Then June, we get Alphabet Squadron, um, which I don't know anything about. Right. Um, but it's an, adult, it's an adult, it's uh, an adult book, but you know, it's, it's a, it's a comic book. And then July we get the new Thrawn. So we're getting books wow. now almost every month. This is, we really are in like the year of Star Wars in a lot of ways. Like a lot of like, wow, they've been busy Star over there. Yeah. Sure the but I mean, synergies. we haven't got a book since, I mean, for like a couple of months now. They've been, right. they've been churning out a book every month or every what other. Is, and it's the last sort of died for a while. real book that came out. Not real. Like there was a solo adaptation, but in terms of like standalone, mm-hmm. July of last year, and that was Thrawn Alliance. The so Thrawn Alliance, and then there were some young adult and some. And there like was the, solo. yeah. What was that one that we read? Uh, last, last shot. shot. Yeah. Well, last shot, and then there was last um, shot was April of 2018. And, um, yeah. There was yeah. what? What was the one that I've talked about a million times? I can never remember the name of. Most um, wanted. The solo one. Yeah, most wanted. Most that wanted. was May of last year. Was yeah. Oh wow! Person. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's been a while. And Bloodline. So I just reread Bloodline. Yeah, thank yeah, you for doing your homework. I remember when that came I, out. I was yeah. just searching, you know, high and low for Kylo Luke details, but uh, I didn't get much. There isn't much, right? Not much that, there's not some much of that Lando stuff, right? And yeah. like the yeah. Lando scene, and that's about it. Uncle Wanda. Well, that was last shot. That maybe. Oh, that was last shot. That was right. last shot. Yeah. 
So, yeah, so it's going to be a busy year for uh, reading Raftar. Like, yeah, 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 that'd be great. Um, and just to make, I'm not, I'm doing this without the consent of my mm-hmm. co-host, but just to let listeners know, I don't think I can guarantee from my aspect, we're not going to do a book review the week after a book comes out. Right. right. We give it a couple. We give it a couple weeks. We'll let you know. Yeah. Maybe we'll let them know when yeah. we're going to do it, so they can read along. But it's going to take me a couple of weeks. Well, there'll be a gestation period, and we can talk yeah. about kind of our ruminations about what we think is going on. And, yes. And, and things yeah. like that. Just, and then we'll have a more yeah. in depth kind yeah. of. I think that's report. better too. You know, if they want to read it with us, or yeah, I'm not going to rush to read it within five no. days. I want to actually. I want to enjoy, enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I mean, usually when I read these books, I try and I, you know, swell them out over a month and just yeah, read yeah. a little bit at a time, but. With you guys, I'll probably want to pick it up. The pace I will go through Master and Apprentice faster than um, yeah. most other books. I really want to dig into that one yeah. and, get, and yeah. get through it and kind of like make sure it's in my brain. Right, and you, you know the whole thing from yeah. the back. Cool. No, if me, oh that pumps you out because I just googled it. It actually looks like Master and Apprentice is not coming out until April. It looks like they may have changed the date. because Queen oh, Shadow okay. looks like the next book. Yeah, yeah. I always thought Queen Shadow. And that's March. All right. See, I always tell my students, mm-hmm. Wikipedia is not a source, and oh. I got burned by doing it. <laughs> what have you learned once? Listen to yourself, but not the self that's stupid, the self that's smart. <laughs> Don't know the difference, but all right. What do you mean? Huh? What? What? Okay, good. Well, that was our first edition of Reading Rathtar. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, awesome. And um, so I guess that is, uh, concludes our um, pod for this week. Um I'm just going to go ahead and say, like, we, we're going to have our first interview um, coming up next week. We don't know if it'll be... Either the next pod or the pod after, but um, yeah, we're yeah. going to speak with uh, George uh, Kerstick, who is one of the writers for uh, the Clone Wars series. He worked on uh, three or four episodes. Super excited. Yeah, yeah and it'll be great. Awesome. So we'll get a little lens into the inside workings of, um, you know, one of the best products of, you know, Disney Star Wars so far. So right. yeah. that'll be great. So um, we will, I'm sure, talk about that more on um, Instagram and on um, Twitter on Twitter um, and so pay attention on there um, and I'm sure we'll talk about it more here as well so um, until next week may the force be with you this is Grex Kondak signing off for the latest breaking news follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram thank you and good night remember the force will be with you always <laughs>